You're listening to the American Soccer Analysis Show. Dude, you're, you're the Tommy McNamara of podcasting. It's great. Thank you. Wait, what? With your hosts, Ian Lamberson. If you say one more bad thing about Mike Grella, I'm going to cut you. And Harrison Crow. Patrick Mullins is what happens when you least expect it. From the kickoff to the shootout, we're amped up, we're ramped up. For a breakaway from a set play, it's a give and go. Hello, everybody, and yes, welcome to the American Soccer Analysis Show. I'm your host, uh, Ian. With me, as always, my friend, my colleague, someone whose sources say will be replaced by Thierry Henry any day now on this podcast. It's Harrison Crow. Say hey to everybody, Harrison. I'm putting my right hand up in the air. You can't are see you on, it, but that's what you, I'm doing. Is, what was that called, Thierrying or Henryying? I Yeah, like leaning up against you, leaning up. I don't know. It was a cool lean. It was a good. It was a good one. I really liked his branding on that. That really was uh, a big step for us in Major League Soccer. I think to have Thierry Henry just styling on everybody. Um, we're back. We took two weeks off accidentally. We didn't mean to do it. It's just what happens. Um, you know. Listen, folks, you're not paying for this show. You can't complain. Uh, unless you're like Casey, and then yes, you technically then, <laughs> the, then you technically could complain, but but you're not going to because we saved him some work too. That's true. Um, so we're back. We're sorry for for accidentally missing two weeks. That was not intended. Uh, but but here we are again this week, and now we've just got more stuff to talk about because while we've been gone, Harrison, Major League Soccer has continued without us. Ha, ha, they didn't go on a hiatus too. They did not. No, not for I, us. I I sent in a written request. Uh, to, to Ben Bear and Andrew Weeby. Did not hear back. I tweeted at Don Garber. Nothing. I'm not sure that these uh, people are all about the fans like they say they are. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I know. You think I'm, we get some more respect. I'm totally unprepared. So uh, I guess we can't talk about, you know, um, Mike Petkey being in the hot seat, LAFC, and how good they are, and just uh, how obtuse the Eastern Conference is because it's completely changed in two weeks. Well, no. We, we can talk about all that stuff because it's... Oh, okay. it, it's the same thing. So that's a good point, Harrison. <laughs> um, as I alluded to in the intro uh, bit I do every week, um, Chris Armas is maybe losing the job as New York Red Bulls head coach, but probably not, but also maybe, but also probably not, and also definitely and also definitely not, and that's just in the last three days. So um, that would be weird. That wouldn't make any sense. Not unless, you know, you got Thierry Henry, who obviously is cool, calm, and collected while uh, teaching and mentoring uh, young, bright minds of tomorrow. Listen, I think Thierry Henry would be a good MLS manager, probably. I think there's a very good chance he'd be good at it. I don't think so. I mean, he didn't do good at Monaco, but that's a different situation. How, is that, a, how is that different? Well, one of them is in France. Well, oh. Harrison, okay? And it's, <laughs> it's a very different league. <laughs> killing me, killing me, son. <laughs> I did not uh, expect that comeback. <laughs> it's a di- it's a different it's a different culture. It's a different climate. Uh, different currencies. Okay, they don't have gam. They don't have tam there. It's, it's euros. Um, they speak French there. They don't do that here. It's very different. Unless you're in Montreal. Okay, they do a little bit here. He can. Ma- I like to see him manage Montreal. Actually, that would be a really funny mix. 
that would be great. I would enjoy that. So, yeah, I mean, I think that right now, all jokes aside, um, I wouldn't be shocked to see. I mean, I wouldn't. Okay, I would be surprised to see it happen, but it wouldn't be crazy. Like there could be a, a thing where Chris Armas goes and joins Jesse Marsh, you know, as a as a member of his staff. As Jesse Marsh, my patron saint, goes off to uh, Salzburg to manage in, in the Belgian league, um, where they also speak French, I think. Uh, some somewhat, I, I think there's some French, some different some languages, German, some French, probably yeah. some German. I, I don't know that for a fact. I feel like Belgians. there's a Belgian's not a language. I feel like there's another one that I was really surprised when I was writing. So when I wrote the the Belgium uh, preview for the oh, World yeah. Cup last Which I year, I was going to do before you did it. Yeah, right. Um, there. <laughs> so I remember reading about the national languages, and there was three, and there was the third one. I, I I can't remember. And to be perfectly honest, even though Google's right at my fingertips, I'm not going to do it in the no, middle I'm of the show because I'm dedicated. I'm not going to do it either. We're not here to teach you about Belgium listeners no. don't act like we are uh i could see that where if chris Thomas had to leave for some other good reason that Thierry Army could be put back uh could be put in charge of the team I, that's not insane to me but i don't know if that's makes sense for chris Armas, and i don't know if that makes sense for i don't i don't see i know the rebels haven't been excellent by any stretch of the imagination since the start of the season, but but it seems pretty harsh uh, if they're already thinking about this after a few weeks, which is why, I don't know. Anyway, it's a confusing situation, we'll see. But I do think that there are some coaches that uh, should be getting nervous. Um, Absolutely. And uh, I was hoping, Harrison, that you could share with me um, who you think right now is, is, is legitimately on a, a very warm, at, at least a very warm seat. Minimum, it has to be Mike Pecky, right? Uh, so RSL, just year over year, they have gone down spiraling. And you know what? I think that we had some misconceptions this year about how good they were going to be because of how good they were last year, you know, um, that they're going to be able to build on last year because they're a young team. And, you know, I think last year we continued to expect them to be better than what they were. And so the expectation was that they're going to take a step forward. But the problem with that, was the underlying numbers continually um, for guys like Sebastian Salcedo and for Jefferson Saverino, they they just weren't very good, and they're carried largely by two different individuals. One being Jao Plata, who has you know, barely played this year, you, and for obvious reasons, right? Like, there's been a lot of turmoil. Well, he's, at the, he's he's been hurt. I mean, like that that that's been legit. And then obviously, right. Even when he's not hurt, there still seems to be this reluctance to really buy all in on the the Joel Plata train. And look, Corey Baird had an awesome year. Um, Albert Rusniak continues to outpace his underlying numbers. He's done so now two years in a row. So I think that it's. I think it's crazy but they aren't to bank very high on that. Underlying numbers. <laughs> no, they're not. And, and with Krylek, it almost feels like they play a redundant position. They haven't figured out what they're going to do with Krylek. They they've played him at up top as a nine. They've they've moved him further deeper into the midfield. They've had him play that ten. It feels like he's just kind of there to do everything. And to be perfectly honest, I don't think he's good at everything i think he's good at being a 10 and i think that he has you know he's very uh javinko-esque in in that role i don't mm. think he's necessarily a creator I, I think that 
if you kind of take the shackles off him, he's gonna he's gonna pepper goal uh, shots at goal. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing, especially when you have a fast guy like Sam Johnson up top. Um, and you couple that with some some decent wing play. Uh, Sebastian Salcedo has just been inconsistent. It's not even been, been that he's been bad per se. It's just that he's inconsistent. His bright spots are, are really bright, but his low spots are, are pretty low as well. And so right there in the middle, it's just not good enough right now. And not having Plata to, to plug and play right there uh, really hurts this team. And I, I, I think it feels really silly that they didn't do anything. And this is less on Mike Petke and more on the front office because, mm-hmm. you know, the front office, Craig uh, Weibel, he was up at the end of last season and they took forever to renew his contract. And I don't even remember if they actually did. Do you remember? I assume they did. I haven't heard a change about that. Yeah. So I, regardless, there was a lot of front front office uh, situation at play and I mean, he's he's still the gm i know that much but i don't know if he's recently signed a new deal or yeah uh so i mean i feel like that detracted from them getting better and petke's probably going to pay the price for that um well, probably let's... to some to some extent probably for certain i mean they've gone away from some of the things that made them a better team than as they were last year yeah, I mean, if we take a look, I mean, we can see, uh, you know, this year in the Western Conference, uh, lowest expected goals for um, in the conference. That's not good. 0.83 per game. Um, you know, they've had a lot of trouble keeping 11 players on the field, too. I expect that will that average might improve a bit when they can finish, like, let's say, a half dozen or so games without losing a player. That would be cool. Um but certainly when you have that happening, it, it's not crazy to look at the manager and just be like, what, what is going on on this field? Like, what is going on right now? Like, where where is this, like, standard or, uh, you know, professionalism or, or something? I don't know. Um, it, it seems like RSL tends to uh, give every coach that doesn't deserve more time, like, a year and a half more than they deserve. So we might <laughs> still have time for Mike Petke. I'm not super sure that he's 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 going to be the first to go. Um, but but he's definitely, um, I think he, he, does belong, he does deserve a spot on our list here. Um, so who's, a, who, who's next on your list? I'm going to throw out a couple names for you right now. Just I just want to I want to bounce some ideas off you. All right, let's do this. What you think? Okay, let me throw let me throw one out right here for you. Uh, Dominic Torrent, hot. You think so? Yeah. yeah Look, I mean, it, like the New York City football group personnel flew to the Minnesota game, and while they were quote unquote on a site survey mission, you know, to to understand how Minnesota did so well and blah 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 to to, to move their, for, their stadium, stadium forward with them. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, look, I don't necessarily think that that's full of crap. Um, I, I think there's definitely some lesson learned um, that anyone can take, uh, especially when you're starting to talk about the fact that that was a privately funded stadium and New York City is probably going to have to do that. So I'm sure there's some lesson learned that they can. That, yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. But that wasn't just. I mean, I've heard from multiple people on public news sources that it, it this wasn't just the site survey there was more to that and there was there was some inspection of how the training was being done how you know how the guys were getting ready for the games they they were mm-hmm. they were reviewing torrent and i don't think i 
I, I think once you start get investing and in how uh, investigating and in how the, the the you know the sausage is made, there's there's gonna be something's gonna turn up, right? Yeah, and it's not like there's a lack of resources there to do some or options, you know, within City Football Group. I'm sure that they have plenty of money to pull just about whoever you know they can they can for that. Um, so it wouldn't it would not surprise me. Um, you know, that being said, I think Torrent could you know, rightfully say, like, listen, I didn't even have a striker for, like, you know, six games this year. Like, help me out here. Like, let me, give me, I got my guy. Let me, let me, let me have my full, my full deck of cards here. Let me, let me play a little bit with this. And then, and then. Oh, striker last year. And then you got to think about how frequently David Villa was out last year as well. Yeah. You could just, he's got some excuses and they're not completely unreasonable excuses. um, But certainly a team that was so close to, like, hitting that upper echelon, like that elite MLS team thing, um, you know, was, was on that cusp is now nowhere near it right now. But um, the argument is, Ian, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're not underperforming because they don't have a striker. They're underperforming because they're a bad team right now. I mean, that, it just is the way it is. And, and I, maybe bad team is, is a little bit harsh, especially mm-hmm. with, you know, they sit middle of the pack, right? Um, yeah, they're just behind Seattle and expected goal difference. So, Overall, it's kind of how you play the cards, not necessarily uh, the cards you get. That's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, I think that that's definitely on there. Uh, here's a here's a spicy one for you, uh, Frank DeBoer. I don't think so. I almost think they're too proud to do it. Ready? I agree. Uh, I think it would take a lot. Um, I think certainly if they can get to the middle of the year, I think they can kind of say. Well, we we can just throw thirty more million dollars at this problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if well, we get to I, the summer, and just like maybe that they can work something out like that. I, I don't know, like how they budget it or who they chop off or, or what would happen there. Um, but but certainly, um, this is not the same team it was last year. And no, no uh, I mean they're 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 not, but they're still talented. Yeah, they still got some good players. They just don't have the best player. Well, it, it, I mean that's kind of that's kind of the issue. And anytime a team loses their best player, I mean, look, when Seattle loses Ladero, it's going to end up really affecting them. Mm-hmm. It's going to. It's going to be really bad. And let's say immediately have a plug and play player, it's not going to be bad. Seattle fans should just brace for when that happens because it's going to be epically bad. Yeah, but it's true. If you look around the league, you know there's there are some ways that you re- that you do replace a player, and obviously this was a lesson learned for Atlanta. I agree. I don't think they're going to fire him during the season. I think firing a manager during the season probably costs you more than firing him after the season and having him finish it out. Probably, yeah. Uh, it's an interesting one. I, I don't see it happening. I, I think he's given at least a year to to figure out what's going on. Um, all right, I'm gonna throw another name out here for you, the manager of Colorado, who is Anthony Hudson. Yes, still Anthony, still Anthony Hudson. Still Anthony Hudson. Look, you know what? Look, that organization loves Anthony Hudson. They do. They absolutely do, and not for on the field reasons. Anthony Hudson is beloved because he changed a culture that they felt needed desperately to be changed. And it's not. It's getting better. It's a little bit better this year. It's not great. 
but well, it's a little bit better. Their TS, their their total shot ratio, and, and look, we're pretty invested in expected goals, and people will tell you total shot ratio. Uh, it's it, it provides zero insight to goals. The thing about That's total right. shot ratio is early on in the season, it tells you a little bit more about where teams are at. Um, than expected goals. It takes time not only to uh, reach a level, but it just needs enough data to really tell you something interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what I just got done telling you, Seattle is in the very middle of the pack in league in expected goals. And I know they got shellacked by LAFC, but we've seen them be a very good team. And yeah, I, I'm pretty I don't, of the pack in TSR too. Right. So, I mean, maybe they are, maybe they're not. I think it it's... I think it's time to give them some some opportunity to become their true self. But looking at Colorado, Colorado has you know a pretty good TSR, and I'm kind of interested to see how that uh, you know how that comes out in the wash. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's going anytime soon. I, I think, like you said, they do seem to like him. I do think he made a, a culture change there, and I, I do think it's a better team this year. And I think that Colorado, uh, if nothing else, are very realistic about their prospects. Um, and I think that if they can see this market improvement, they're going to say, like, this is nothing to uh, do a big shakeup about. So I'm with you on that one. I, I think that calls for his his chair are a bit premature. Um, all right. Last one. I'm going to surprise you here. Giovanni Savarese. Should be. You think he should be on the hot seat? Look. Um, but he's on I- the road. He's on the road. You can't, you can't be held responsible for soccer matches away from home. Well, and, and look, I think that that's the common, uh, and I, I just threw TSR out there, right? Went like to MLS Cup TSR, last year. T- TSR says they're actually a pretty good home, home-adjusted TSR. So, you know, maybe can I'm... Home, can we home-adjust TSR them this year? Yeah. Okay. Like, well, so there you can't home-adjust them, but you can home-adjust the rest of the league right. where okay. they sit, right? right? Sure, sure, sure. So, Expected goal differential has them in the uh, bottom four, bottom five. You know, yeah, um, they've been awful. They've been they've been terrible, and I don't think he's a good coach. I don't think the results the results have been so bad at times. Like this this weekend, okay, was you know a pretty pretty decent result, but that withstanding, mm-hmm. um, you know, losing to San Jose in the way that they did was just. And losing to Cincinnati, they just they seem they seem a little bit um, unfocused. And the turmoil with Lucas Milano, um, who's you know put now popcorn em- emojis on Instagram while the team's playing. You know that's it, it's not a great look. I always look. think I'm gonna be the one with all this like gossip and behind the scenes stuff and it's always you like i didn't know that happened what do you mean popcorn emojis yeah yeah he, he uh he took a picture oh. of him eating popcorn while the team was down like three nothing uh on tv and he took us like not quite a selfie like his picture was his face wasn't in it but he was laying down on the sofa eating popcorn watching his team lose so well, you know and he, th- and he had the balls to throw it on instagram which you know um Look, it's ballsy. It is ballsy. It, it's it's a move. It might not be a good move, but it's a it's move. Not a good move. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's. Um, I think he gets more time. I, I think he's going to at least get to get back home and play yeah, I, 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 before anybody makes some decisions. But but certainly, I think it's one to keep an eye on. Um, I just we've, don't we've think we've seen he... teams go from 
doing something cool like making MLS Cup final to not being very good the next year. It happens. It happens. MLS happened Cup final is a red herring, though. I mean, that has no bit. Like, he got schlacked in, in that game. And yeah. he got turned upside down tactically. And, okay, so did Chris Armas. Like, facing Tata does that, right? Uh, that's that's well, probably that not fair. But. That, that Atlanta team was certainly very, very uh, efficient in what they did, were doing. They're, um, they're best MLS team of all time. But uh, that's not here or there. Um, not anymore. Yeah, they've taken a step back into mortalhood. But I don't think that he's been a very good coach for for the pieces that he has. I feel like he's he's still searching to figure out how this team functions. And we're a year and a half, not year, year and a quarter into his into his coaching. Mm I I I get the results. I, I told Drew at the beginning of the season I was I was gonna completely ignore the results, and then after San Jose, like I I can I kind of started saying, well, do I should I be throwing out the results at the beginning of the year because I feel like I feel like maybe this is this is a little disconcerting. And granted, they're you know they're they're bringing in re- reinforcements. I guess they signed. Uh, uh, I think it was Brian Rodriguez uh, from uh, League MX, so that's you know good for them. Uh, That'll they'll, help. Def- they'll definitely. He's a good player. Um, is it Brian yeah. Rodriguez? I think it's Brian Rodriguez. Um, I play a lot of Liga MX, and so I have a couple different names stuck in my head. I think I know which one this is. Mm. I feel pretty confident that he's a okay. pretty good player. All right. Yeah, based on his FIFA. Um, sixty forty. Sixty forty. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, certainly. That, that's type of the analytical approach that we we apply here at ASA. That's right. Um, so, I think we're kind of in a place where uh, we're just kind of starting to turn the corner into, all right, we can start looking at some of this data. Uh, we're almost there, you know, um, and start really drawing conclusions from it. Right now, we're still more than, like, spreadsheet dorks and, and number heads. Like, we're just watching, like, everybody else. Um and trying to see things and pick things apart and looking at the data, see if there's anything there. Um, but right now, MLS is throwing some wild cards our way, um, for one. And I don't, I don't think we have to talk long about this because I think everybody is going to be talking about this for the next week or so at least. Um, LAFC is destroying this league right now. <laughs> and it's not even like, oh, like there's no qualifiers. There's no modifiers that you can put on it. There's no caveat. It's just... It's, it's, it's amazing. Like what they're doing, it's 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 stunning. Like this is a team that is uh, averaging over two expected goals per game so far. And again, it's early, but we've never had a team do that. Um, you know, as a rate, they don't look like they could, they're going to slow that down. Um, they've also got the fewest goals allowed in the league. Um, if you even like adjust it for home, like their XGD is like twice anybody else in the league like it, it's an it's incredible what they're doing right now um and i just like i don't know if i've seen a team like we saw atlanta be very good last year we saw toronto be very good two years ago we saw like these were very good teams they weren't this good uh yeah they 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 okay so we we talked about the best team of all time i mean quickly lafc lafc is going to join that conversation by year's end um, unless an injury of some kind uh, yeah, I mean, happens, yeah, if Vela breaks his leg, this all we, we're. Well, I mean, l- let's let's be real. Like Mark Anthony K going down for a little bit, 
definitely yeah. set them back last year. Um, mm-hmm. And they were really good last year. They are twice the team they are right now. And uh, I was concerned for their back line. Uh, I'm I'm not the biggest Walker Zimmerman fan. I think he's yeah. really good in, uh, in the air. I think aside from that, he kind of gets caught ball watching from time to time. The dude's totally stepped up. This they year. don't have to do much either. It's the thing. <laughs> like, That's the true. Back line well, doesn't have, they're not asked a lot right now. When you have that much possession, I mean, yeah, you're yeah. you're absolutely right. You don't have to. You you know you don't have to do much defending. You're not having a lot of shots come your way. Um, yeah, they they they're just. I mean, I think even going into this week, we knew this was a, a special team and a very good team. But it was like, okay, if there's any credible threat to them just running away with things, it's Seattle. Nope. Um, it's and, SKC. Know, Seattle... <laughs> nope. Well, I mean, Vancouver <laughs> might be the only only Mark Dos Santos has managed to stop LAFC Harrison, and I think that but speaks a lot. You know what? A lot of people, a lot of people, uh, yeah, I know you love your Mark Dos Santos. A lot of people are going to give a lot of crap uh, for us talking about this, and then they got beat midweek by Vancouver. Yeah. Mark Dos Santos got kind of sneaky, clever on Bob Bradley and not because and he, Bob Bradley was caught sleeping. Yeah. You can say some of the players probably were, had their eye towards Seattle, right? That's, yeah, that's probably, they, f- they sat some players. They could, it was, yeah, they, 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 they definitely had, but it was a calculated risk. They, they lost, but that Vancouver happens. changed up how they did things. It, it mm-hmm. wasn't this. They've been very conservative. They've been very, they moved some pieces around and you know, they, they demanded, parts of possession and i don't think anyone expected them to do that especially against lafc and be like no we're gonna we're gonna share we're gonna share and we're gonna dictate that and lafc was just kind of like what like all of a sudden like the like the other kid the bully in the kindergarten class you just had some some kid punk you and take your lunch money yeah just popped you right in the face you weren't expecting it (laughs) and that and and from then on um, they they were kind of chasing Vancouver in that game a yeah. little bit, and I don't chasing think shadows a bit. Yeah, and I don't think anyone expected that. So you know, kudos to Mark Dos Santos, kudos to that entire team that completely bought into has bought into Mark Dos Santos despite some early not great results. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Vancouver is. Man, they've had so much bad luck this year, um, including that uh, that nanny goal there at the end against Orlando this weekend. Um, man, they are very 2018 Houston right now. Yeah. They are they are really treading in that and being a very good team that just doesn't get that just falls short getting that result. And yeah. um, that'd be really sad if that's what they're known for this year because I think they're a really good team and I think they have a really really good uh amount of young depth yeah they're they're an interesting project so certainly uh, lafc is not invulnerable um i think is, is the one lesson we can take from that and they are no uh they're also subject to the same um afflictions that can that affect other mls teams uh certainly once you get past that first 11 the depth is not not excellent um i'd say actually they probably got about 12 13 I think once you get down to like player fifteen, you're starting. Yeah, to I mean they're not starting to drop off. They're not yeah, starting to win. Yeah, they have I, a DP that's not making the eighteen. They have two different first choice, you know, strikers. <laughs> yeah, I, was I mean depth. This. Depth is a problem, but you know, not a lot. I mean, it, uh, <laughs> offensive depth certainly is not a problem for them. Uh, they have th- literally three strikers that would be like 
any one of those three would be the best striker on like all but five MLS teams. Um, and that is crazy. I, I would go that far, but yeah, I think they have and a we lot don't, of talent. We haven't even seen Adolfo Zelaya yet either. <laughs> supposed to be very good as well. That's true. And he's also just in there uh, dealing with a lot of injury problems as well. So, um, yeah, they certainly have offensive depth. I think on the other side of the ball, though, defensive depth, um, I, I think you'd see um, some struggles there. And it, if they got they wanted to get crazy, they could add another DP this summer. So, yeah, if they wanted to buy Andre out. Horta out and just kick Which him they to should. the curb. Yeah. Kick him out of bed. Be like, um, no, no crumbs in bed for you. For you. So it's it's a it, it's a terrifying prospect for, for other teams uh, right now. And uh, we might just be looking at uh, one of the best teams that we've ever seen in this league. So uh, if you can enjoy such things as a neutral, uh, congratulations. Uh, if you are a fan of a rival team, cover your eyes for a bit. It's going to be it's going to be bumpy. It's going to. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you're a neutral, though, like seriously, every time LAFC is on, you should you should be watching. And even if you're a rival, you, you should be watching and trying to enjoy what you can, because this is this is. This is kind of breaking MLS right now. Yeah. Um, well, I think next week we should we should do a deeper uh, dive on Carlos Vela, but but so you know suffice to say that it's stupid what he's doing. It's dumb and broken, and it should it should get nerfed. Nerf LAFC. I, I don't know how you'd nerf him. Nerf Nerf Carlos Vela. Like MLS, he can't please. dribble with his left foot. Like he can't <laughs> shoot with. He, he still has scored what half his goals with his right. I mean, that's what's even crazier. I, yeah, this, this... he's he's scoring at Joseph Martinez numbers without penalties, and he's also getting assists. And he's doing it outside in, like, absurd areas, right? Like, yeah. it's not – these aren't, you know, uh, on the counterattack with fewer defenders between, I mean, the, you know, expected goals. He, he He's had a couple. He had one against Seattle, I think. And so, yeah, it does yeah, happen. Yeah. But, um, look, he's also had – I don't think – I don't think Joseph Martinez had a goal that was farther away than 18 yards last year. Uh, there was one, but the goalkeeper was way out. I remember this because I had to look this up a lot. But yes, okay. Right. I, no. I the type of the type I, I will, of goals. I'm going to go. I'm. Gonna, we'll have this conversation next week. But I, I'm going to come with facts on on Martinez and yeah. It doesn't matter. The, these are different. It's a different kind of goals that he's scoring. Absolutely. Carlos Vela is scoring crazier goals from further away. He's turning low leverage shots into goals um, at a rate that is just frightening. Uh, it's not the same thing as what Joseph Martinez did. And certainly, they're not the same player. Um, and right now, Carlos Vela is just doing a lot more. Uh, and, and overall, is just like being a better creator, um, scoring more, not using set pieces like that too much. I not penalties like he's just from open play he's just a monster and um yeah certainly um let's not fight lafc because you're gonna hear enough about lafc from everybody else so that that's all i want to say lafc is really good that's the kind of analysis the deep insights um that you might not that you need us to provide for you, to tell you things like lafc and crossville are really good um we're right, here we're here we, for that content we're here for that content all right before we go there's one thing i wanted to bring up to you i wanted to ask you a question Oh, crap. I have a question for you. An open-ended discussion for you here. What is going on with the entire Eastern Conference of Major League Soccer this year? Who's the best team in that conference right now? Game of Thrones. Exactly. It's Game of Thrones. Rick and Morty. (laughs) Don't, Don't say that. Certainly... 
It's um, if we're going by XGD. It's Chicago. Philadelphia. I, I, I think Chicago is actually really good. Not only are they really high on XGD, Toronto? They, they are also really high on TSR. Toronto's been fantastic. Philadelphia, uh, you know, you know me and Philadelphia, we go back. We we we're like yeah, brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> they posterized the, uh, my quotes. They did. They did. Then you were real mean to them earlier this year. They, they've they've gotten it in order. Um, certainly, uh, Toronto has been the most interesting offensive team. I think uh, Pozuelo is. Um, an excellent signing, wonderful player, uh, who would be getting all the plaudits and praise were it not for uh, Carlos Vela. Um, and uh, they're averaging three goals a game, which is pretty, pretty high. That's really high. Uh, certainly, that's even more than uh, LAFC, but they're also giving up a lot of goals, and um, that defense is very, very shaky. So I've heard um, that's bad. You've read that it's bad to have a shaky defense. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, more, that's that's been yeah, established. It is. It's not great. Um, but all right, like if we look at just this sort of, um, you know, like if we look at this Eastern Conference right now, below the line, we have uh, New York City. We have New York Red Bulls. We have Atlanta. Those are not teams that we would have thought should be anywhere near that, and they're not. Like close to getting, we above. have New I mean, England. Well, we all knew that would be there, though. That's not a surprise. Um, you know, even the team we're saying is maybe the best Chicago is barely over the line. Um, and that just kind of goes to show we've got teams like DCU who have been or DC United who have been good at times, but have recently just had a few bad games. Um, Columbus was a team we would have said, but they just got beat by Portland of all teams at home. Uh, I, I it's a crazy conference. It's right now. It's a crazy conference, and it, it's not looking at like a very strong conference either. Yeah, look, um, this is gonna probably go down to the wire. Uh, <clears throat> I think DC United's probably gonna run away with that Eastern Conference title. That's they, they may get some some you know Philadelphia and Toronto is only on six games and a point behind. So um, yeah. you know Toronto is probably going to at least challenge them. But I think Toronto has holes in their in their team, and I think that you know they're hoping that their that their um, new player basically wallpapers over some of those holes at least to mid season. And which he's get some done to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah, to a certain degree, he's done so far. So and they can go back, and I think that they're still looking to shore up that defense a little bit. And I think a smart center back signing there, and you got yourself a. You got yourself a pretty clear Eastern Conference favorite. I, you know, DC United though. I mean, DC United when they when they're healthy has been very good, and you know they got beat by LAFC at home, but a lot of that was to their own doing. It's it, they they kind of gave that game away quickly with some bad turnovers and just being loose on the ball. And I, I you know, I I'd be interested to see how that game gets played again, full strength, healthy. Uh, I'm a, I, I kind of feel like we were done wrong with that. So um, that defense is much improved. Let's see it get healthy again. And I think they can take off. I really do. I think Philadelphia and Toronto are probably the only two teams that, that will give them pause going forward. And I still think Philadelphia could take another step forward. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think like, even this early in the year we'd be having a conversation about um... – you know, which team was going to be, well, is it going to be Chicago, D.C., or Philadelphia? Um, 
that that runs away with the Eastern Conference. I don't I don't know. I don't see any team doing it. I I think obviously Atlanta will probably turn things around. I I think at some point you know they'll become good again. Probably not to the extent that they were last year. I don't, I don't know that that's something they can be expected to do. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to find another Miguel Almiron type player. It certainly doesn't seem to be a pity. And um, I mean, I've seen no signs that they're in any danger. Uh, he's in any danger of replacing Miguel Almiron. Um, but uh, that, that situation could get better or get resolved in a different way. Um, that's always an option. It's not a cheap one, but, but it's, it's, it's a possibility. Uh, you know, New York Red Bulls, I don't really know what's going on with New York Red Bulls right now. No idea, dude. Like, yeah. honestly, I, I wish I could come up and say it's Tyler Adams or it's, it, but honestly, I don't feel like it's anyone. I don't think it's Armist messing around. I, I, I think it's kind of an accumulation of a lot of different things all hitting at once. And I, I also just haven't been getting a lot of breaks either. They've just kind of. That's true. They've just not been getting things going their way. Let me ask you. Yeah. Are they so. better without Kaku? I don't, I don't care. Like he has to go. Um, so it doesn't matter if it makes him worse. He should leave. I think at this point, yeah. I mean, I think he's. I, I, I mean, I if they're if he's that I, toxic, wouldn't that make I them better? Think, well, I I mean, if he's still around, I don't. Okay, so I don't know if like. Okay, this may for those of you listeners who don't know this, I'm not a professional soccer player, nor have I ever been. No. Uh, I know, crazy. Uh, I don't know, like, if his presence on the field is a bigger toxicity than just his presence in the locker room. I don't know if that changes, like, where if he's not on the field, it's okay. It doesn't seem to be. Um, I feel like he started trying to torch this bridge earlier in the year, didn't get what he wanted. Um, and I don't, I don't think he's really been, I think he's been pretty average, uh, you know, on the field so far this year. And I think that, um, you know, he's not happy there. And then he had his latest stunt um, against SKC, which, even if he didn't mean to do it, should never have been a situation to make that kind of mistake or have an accident like that happen. Um, I, I think he's got to go. I, I think he's just he's he's got to go. <laughs> I don't I don't mm. really. I think that there's not whatever he's bringing to the table on the field. It's not enough to justify what looks to be a very toxic situation off of it. Yeah, I know. I would agree with that. I think that they're they're definitely um, they're definitely. Uh, need to make some personal changes right now, and, and I don't think that's at the at the um, coach's home. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I don't know, like maybe this kind of whole Henri saga, if there's any like actual truth to it or talk about it, that can unsettle a team. Um, you know, like a people in New England. Like, I mean, that's it's not good. It's not really good. They're slowly um, getting better. I that think, that I think might so. be a situation that things kind of end up getting a little bit better. I don't think he's a good coach. Um, I, Chris Thomas, New England. Sorry. Oh yes. <laughs> we sorry. Stop you, there. Let's sorry, not worry about New England I, I, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I so definitely I, think I definitely think New York's going to get better. I mean, yes. I, again, there's but, same situation as Atlanta, right? Yeah. They have the a lot of talent. Yeah, but the other thing is that this is also a team that's been very fortunate and very good for like the last six years and maybe it's just not going that way this year that happens to teams i think it's very interesting they haven't started Math uh matthias uh jorgensen I, I i think it's because he hasn't really done much to impress in the minutes he's gotten 
I mean, they spent a cool seven, you know, figures for him. So well, that's true. But that uh, price tag does not make the does not make the man Harrison. No, it do, it, it certainly does not. And with you know, obviously the confidence shaking in BWP, it's looking like Brian White's gonna might have to step up and fill some big shoes. So it'll be interesting. Um. Yeah, so we're we're kind of in a situation right now where uh, the Eastern Conference is tumultuous, and that's good for the teams that are underperforming right now. Um, you know, Atlanta, as terrible as they've been, aren't that far out of you know striking distance from the playoffs. I mean, like there, nobody is running away with this league right now. Well, especially with them having two games in hand, right? Like they can catch up real quick. Yeah. The only thing that, just, the only problem yeah. with that is that they're going to be playing some midweek games, and that that throws a little bit of a yeah. And also, they just things. haven't been very good either. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's kind of looking like a situation where, um, you know, that's good for some of those teams that are slow starting this year. And as we've seen before, you can slow start in this league and it's fine. It's still very early. Uh, I expect NYC FC to get better as well. Um, certainly, uh, having, uh, Haber, um, you know, they, they played a much better, much more cohesive game, uh, against East United and got a good win there. Um. So uh, as that lineup settles a bit more, I think that you're going to see some improvement from that side. Um, and depending on whatever happens with that coaching situation, you know, we'll have to we'll have to keep our eyes peeled on that as well. Uh, let me ask you before we go, what about the prospects of one Columbus crew? I, I, I don't think they're creating enough chances to stay where they're at. If if that that attack kicks into gear, and, and it could, um, you know. I think they could make a run. I don't think right now they could. Mm-hmm. As as it stands, I think that they need an injection of talent. Um, they need a better winger. Um, Orlando broke Justin Merrim and should be looked down on that. They should be completely Find. scolded for that. Find. Yeah. Don't, don't ruin Justin Merrim. It's a, it's a sad, sad thing. But, I mean, look, uh, they're, they're really interesting. They have a really good defense. Um they're going to hold up a ton of the ball. So those two things combined is, you know, you can get lucky on a couple occasions and squeak out with a one, nothing two to one win. And I think Columbus might be a team that just does that this year. And they kind of yeah, slowly uh, break some of our, some of our <laughs> expectations. They are, they are currently sitting on 13 points, which is the second highest total in the East with a goal differential of zero. So there you go. Um, certainly going to be squeaking out points here and there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, guys, like, honestly, it's it's one of those things where uh, it's a uh, – it's just such a mess. Like, I just can't, like, analyze this table with any coherency at all and point to anything that's that interesting because it all appears to be, like, they just took all the names and shook them up in a bag and dumped them out. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what it looks like right now. It, it defies logic. Every time I look at the Easter Conference, I just get mad. I'm like, what? come on. What's going on here? Uh, but but certainly we, this this will be good. We might see some teams make the playoffs. Like Orlando is is doing well, uh, much better than I expected Orlando to do. Um, yeah, well, James is, James O'Connor wasn't mentioned by either of us. I don't think so. I think he's. I think they got uh, you know they got an XGD of two point nine. Yeah, like they're, they're doing good. Do you know fine. he played for them for the USL team? I did. I didn't know. That I, yet, I but... see. I didn't. I didn't know what the connection was. I oh, think they yeah, just yeah. randomly hired him. And I thought, <laughs> no, I, I thought for the last year how weird that was. And then <laughs> yeah, I found you, out on the broadcast this week, and I was like, now that makes sense. Yeah, if you didn't know that, it would make very little sense at all. It's like, so why there did you just get that guy? Yeah. 
you you yeah, talk yeah. about all the all, all the little things I throw out sometimes sometimes I'm just an idiot sometimes you miss them sometimes you miss them uh, not bad uh, and then Montreal is kind of mid table like where they should be uh, if should, I they, three, sh- uh, should they well boy when they get beat they get beat don't they but there's um, times they can be surprising yeah but this is just where they are. They are just always the mid, mid, mid table Eastern Conference team. That's that is Montreal. I don't. I'm not surprised by their position at all. For that is where I know them to be, the most comfortable. Um, I don't know. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a long shot for you here, and I'm just gonna say this. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Toronto's gonna win the East. Okay. There you go. I said it. They're gonna hey. sign. They're hey. gonna get a Tam center back. Tell me, New England's gonna win the East? No way. No, just just play play along. New England's gonna win the East. Okay. You know why? You're because it's crazy. Because yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> They're gonna. New England is gonna hear what I just said. They're gonna put it on a Twitter. They're gonna be like, New England is gonna win the East. Ian from American Soccer Analysis Show. They're gonna take it all out of context. I'm gonna be made a fool of. That would be funny. All right, that's it. We've got nothing else to talk about. Um, unless you can think of anything. Do we have any business to take care of? Do we have anything we need to say? Um, you know, we have those uh, people that sent us money that we have to acknowledge. And uh, no, wait, no, they didn't. So uh, no, no, no we don't. That. No. Okay, that's good. Like, no, screw them. We're, we're done. Care of. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Uh, again, we're sorry for missing a couple of weeks. Uh, we hope to get back on the regular schedule of things uh, going forward. Uh Thank you, as always, to my friend, my colleague, and my co-host, uh, Harrison Crow. You can find him on Twitter at Harrison underscore Crow. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at a handle for Ian. Um, you should follow our website on Twitter. That's at Analysis Evolved. Uh, and visit the website, www.americansocceranalysis.com. Uh, we just updated the interactive tables, and they're interesting, especially Eastern Conference. Go in there. Take a look. See what you think. Hit us up on Twitter if you've got some sense you can make of it. Uh, we'd certainly love to hear it. Um, that's all. Oh, uh, somebody said uh, somebody asked for a uh, Spotify playlist to the music you use. Some of the people really like the music we do at the end of these, and that's cool. We like to we like to pick it. Uh, so just uh, I guess we could tweet that because I made one for somebody. Oh, sweet. If, okay. If that's of interest to anybody. What, um, one other piece of business that just uh, popped into my head, and you can tell me nay or yay right on the spot. Okay. okay. I'm going to start putting out our topics beforehand on Monday morning on Twitter. And okay. let people kind of give us feedback on what they want to hear us talk about. Yeah, that's fine. As long as it's not... Well, I can see a couple things happening. We'll discuss it. We can discuss that offline. But but that's a good idea. We, we love interaction. If you have questions, we'll, we'll generally answer literally any question someone sends us. It's true. Um, so just go ahead and uh, hit us up on Twitter at Analysis Evolve uh, or at Harrison underscore Pro or at a handle for Ian. Uh, thanks again for watching. Uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, enjoy the crazy Eastern Conference MLS soccer. Thank you.